Hi everyone, and welcome to So You Want to Make a Movie. I'm Tyler Miservi, and I'm here with your host, John Summerlin. This is a podcast about cutting through the bullshit of making a movie within the film industry, where we interview people who have experience, firsthand experience within the film industry, and can give a little insight of how you can go about making your movie if you have a script or anything like that. Uh, I'll pass it over here to your host, John, and he'll tell you a little bit more about himself. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, thanks for helping in. Um, yeah, I'm John Summerlin. I'm the Okanagan Film Commissioner. Uh, ooh. Now, what is that? Uh, really, um, why, why does that give me any uh, power to give you guys information on how to make your movie? Well, the reason, it isn't really me. I, you're not probably going to learn very much from me. What you're going to learn from is the people I'm talking to. So, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of people that make movies. And so, I'll interview those that come to town that are making movies and we'll start top and we'll go down right down to the craft service people all the people that are generally included in making a film so uh you know it's it's to get rid of the uh idea that it's totally a sexy industry it can be very painful it is a job it's a vocation you got to be ready for years of work so if you're thinking about dumping what you do to come make your movie because you had a dream and you have an idea and you want to make a script i'm not saying don't i'm just going to give you the honest truth about how that is going to work and how you're going to have to do that and you know it's not an easy task um, if you want to know how things are shot this might not be the podcast for you if you want to know how to make your movie this is probably the one perfect couldn't have said it better <laughs> so we should get right into it who's our guest this week so uh, the next guest is rick dugdale who's out of la but he was born and raised local kid here so he made it so he's like the i guess he's kind of proof that somebody from a small town can make movies and this guy's rolling i think he's got 35 films on his slate uh coming up to make uh he's known right now for the hunter intrigo He's worked on Smallville, Portugal, like tons. And if you look him up, you'll see that there's tons of films that go way, way back. Well, first like one he ever did was No Tell Motel for like 300 grand here. Oh, that wow. as a producer. But he's done, as crew, you know, he's done massive movies. Catwoman, all, all the way through. So Tons of experience. Um, yeah, he's, and he's a good guy. Perfect. Let's get into it. Right on. I'm here today with a good buddy of mine and a, a producer from Local Kid originally, and now out of Hollywood, California, Rick Dugdale. Rick, who are you? What do you do? Well, I, I am a local boy, yeah. Uh, gone south a few years back. I'm a producer, it's probably specialized in finance and financial modeling, taking a project from script to screen and distribution, which is a whole big process and delivery and and uh, marketing but uh, kind of do it all film and television and putting deals together right so so you get a project you get a script you want to make this movie tell me how do you make me how would a guy a local kid here wrote a script they say I want to make my script into a movie how do I get money do I go talk to the dentists and get all the money the old Coen brothers way or 
What is the new model? How do you do it? It's not an easy gig. So the first thing that we always say as a company, and what I try to get my message across when I'm talking to people that come to us with these questions too, is that first of all, the person that's uh, in real estate or you know sells men's suits in Beverly Hills that wants to be a screenwriter tomorrow because it's just that easy, uh, is they should do some research and homework as to where these films are getting made. If you're a first-time guy in the film business and you say, I want to make a film like this, well, we'll do some research on films like that and figure out who distributed it and what, what was the budget size so you can kind of start to understand, you know, if I need to raise money, how much money do I need, who do I need to get it in the hands of when the film's done. But more importantly, what we do is when we look at a script or we get that, you know, real estate guy or lawyer who pitches us a cocktail napkin idea, the easy way for us to get out of it and what we present to them is you need three roads to victory. So if we option a script or buy a book, or the guy writes a cocktail napkin idea, I need three ways to make that before we would pay money or start to develop it. Which means that I use the expression, you know, Sundance or bust with Uncle Joe's money. Which means you're gonna go raise a million bucks and you're gonna make this film that is really for a film festival audience. Not Sundance literally, but a film festival uh, direction. That's one road to victory. And you hope Uncle Joe's money is gonna go back to him, but that's like, 10 guys at $100,000, it's Uncle Joe writing a check for a million bucks, mortgaging the farm in Idaho. Uh, that's the one road to victory. But you could still take that idea and you say our friends with, uh, you know, a Bruce Dern or a Nicolas Cage, and he says, yeah, John, I'll, I'll come do your movie. Well, now you have a foreign sales model and you bring on one of these actors and you say, well, I can pre-sell. And that's a whole other podcast to explain pre-sales per se, but... You, you get some distribution contracts, and then you bank those. That's one road to victory. So some kid from Kelowna, Okanagan, is probably not going to know Bruce Dern, Nicolas Cage, or any of that. So when you started out, you earned your stripes. You came up from the ground up, production assistant, right up to location manager, and then you went and saved a film in the Caribbean, right? The, right. So you earned your stripes, and then that gave you enough. You knew how to do it. So a kid coming from here, do you recommend they do it ground up? Or if they've got a script and they are filmmakers, should they just try and live in their mom's basement, find a way to finance and make their first film? And when you made your first film here, it wasn't a big budget film. And now you're making multi-budget films. How did you how did you make this? Yeah, well, the thing is, first of all, I think the people that don't want to put the 20 years in, you know, because uh, for me, I came up, I, yes, I climbed the ranks. I was you know, hoof and carpet and mud and plywood covered mud in the uh, GVRD in Vancouver. And and I love that. And I look back at my career going, I <clears throat> I literally have done every job on a set except for maybe wardrobe. And even then, I think I did some wardrobe stuff. But You've definitely done it. I saw you do wardrobe. On, uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I see you do that. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, but now I, I can be on a set and, you know, you identify – why is the camera crane here when I know it doesn't play till Friday and it's costing us $10,000 a day? You know, so that's why it's a little, you know, when you're working in international production, you're in Serbia and you have service companies that are, you know, maybe uh, not aware of your background. And it's like, well, I know actually we don't need, you know, second units standing by doing nothing. We're not shooting second unit today. Or um, So for me, it's like climbing the ranks, putting, being in the trenches in physical production any kid from the Okanagan that has aspirations to be a producer, I think get on a film set. Get on a film set 
and start to take in as much knowledge as you can. Um, I, I think agree. that's the biggest thing. Fully. So you're, they get past that, and they're making their first film. You know, um, how long do you think it takes from script to screen? Like for your first film. Like people think that they can get this done in six months. They're going to make them. I've seen you do it in six months, but that you'd already done some of But average for somebody starting out, they've already done 10 years as a production assistant or whatever. They've now moved their way up and now they're an, an AD and they've decided they want to direct or something. How do they, how long is it going to take realistically for these people to invest their time into their movie and project before it's made? Well, the thing is, I, I always like to say well, one of the biggest mistakes I made early on was when I officially, you know, said, okay, I'm going to be a producer. I had two projects and I had pitch decks and websites and password protected this and that to say, look at this project and all the financials, which even back then it was like a top sheet budget that nowadays you don't, you know, it's cosmetic. But <clears throat> the thing is, is, by having just two projects, you're limiting yourself because all of a sudden, Shirley MacLaine wants to play the lead, but she's not available to next year. So that's backburnered. And then you have this thriller that the Amityville horror remake comes out, and that shelves that project. Now you're down to nothing, and I'm doing nothing for a year. So starting out, you know, you want to identify multiple projects you can be working on. Uh, but I think the thing is, in terms of timeline, and if it's your first film and you have a day job and you're trying to get your first feature off the ground, I mean, we had a film from 2003, the shot in 2014. We had another one from 2008, the shot in 2013. Right. And we have a few more like that, you know. So it's just like saying how long is a piece of string. Yeah. And it's it's, it's impossible mean, to say how. On the flip side of that, the, the greatest story, I think, for us is uh, Blackway, the film we shot here. You put together three months. Or faster. I remember <laughs> being at Mabel Lake on a satellite phone, standing in the middle of the lake on a conference call with 10 different people including all the agencies and the managers and the book reps saying, I just read the script and me presenting how we would pull it off in the Okanagan Valley. That was July 31st. And I was on the ground, I believe September 5th with Daniel Alfredson, who flew from Sweden, met me yeah. in the Cologne airport because I flew in from LA and said, ta-da, here's where we're going to shoot it. And here's how we're going to shoot right. it. I think we opened offices September 30th or something. It's so, amazing. Script July 31st. We're in production, offices opening uh, by the end of September. Sometimes financial structure. Everything. Yeah. Sometimes that can be good for you because you're just going. We're doing this. We just got to muscle through instead of worrying about issues that pop up. There really is a factor of trains leaving the station, people listen. Pop up. Right. So if you're casting, you're you're talking to financiers, you're talking to distributors, you know, bond companies. When you when you say like, movies don't get made unless you set a start date, and when you set a start date, shit just happens. You know. Right. So, um, say you're we got a local writer. How would a local writer with no WGA or whatever, um, how or WGC, what how which is the writers' guild, how would they get a script in front of you? It needs to be concept, right? So what I always say to those, you know, first-time writers, and of course we work with the biggest writing conference in the world, which is the Austin Screenwriting Conference and so we encounter a lot of this, is that, again, educating yourself just enough. So if you're in real estate or you're in legal or you're at a dentist practice or something, just know that the world is looking at international storylines. So when you're going back to the three roads to victory, you can't write 
the Idaho dairy farming script and expect that to get made. It'll get made with Uncle Joe's money, but Uncle Joe is not going to make his money back and you won't make film number two and you're going to be back to doing dentistry work for the rest of your life. So the trick is, is that if you want to write the $100,000 screenplay, and a lot of writers starting out in Kelowna won't know how far $100,000 goes. That's another thing. They don't understand budgets per right. se. It's going to cost somebody money to make that movie. Yeah, but if they say, look, I have this idea. It's a, I have a cabin in Vernon and, uh, you know, three guys stay there for the weekend and a serial killer comes and kills them. First of all, don't do that <laughs> because every distributor will say, even if it's an Airbnb that people rent and the serial killer's there, it's still a horror movie in a box. People can't distribute that. But write Ex Machina, high concept film, completely innovative, and there's a $100,000 version of Ex Machina. There is. There's a, definitely a sub one million version of that. High concept to the point where distributors will sign on, they'll buy the rights, You'll get distribution with no stars in it. Right. High concept, independent movie, low budget, can be shot in Kelowna. That's how you get you know, a, a first-time writer coming up with an idea that is so fresh that will get made. Right. You know? So how do we look at these, these ideas? We look at log lines. Someone pitches us, or they, you know, obviously anyone that's from the Okanagan we'd like to talk to. Uh, and so if they have an idea, they pitch us a log line and say, cool, send us a script. A lot of times, I don't have the script. You know, good pitch, but high concept, unique. That's how you, you, you know. Ex Machina will end up being a Roomba and not a high. Yeah, of course. Yeah. High it's all miniatures, <laughs> right. but, you know. In fact, thank you very much for teaching me the name of that movie because I thought it was Ex Machina. <laughs> right. Yes. Anyways, I think that's a good start for people to know about financing, man. And, uh, yeah, thanks for your time. We'll get you on an air. My pleasure. Let's do it. All right, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of So You Want to Make a Movie. Be sure to tune in next week when we'll be talking to another industry professional. And uh, I'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>